Hi, I'm Uma. And I'm Parisa. And welcome back to season two of Two Bookish Girls. We're going to do that. We're going to be so cool and add seasons. Yeah. So nobody listened to season one because mm-hmm. I hope season two is much better. We've had time to think about how to actually podcast over the summer. You know, let's just think of season one as a trial run and season two. Season two is going to be better. Season two is definitely going to be much better. Okay. So this week we are doing a very popular book talk book, probably in the book talk three for LGBTQ plus novels. Okay, so a a little word about the three signature book talk LGBTQ plus representations. They are really not that good. And they are all MLM. Yeah, um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, I'm sorry I couldn't get through it. I mean, I can see why people would like it. It just dragged on. I didn't really see the point of it. It was a not, it was not a bad book. I didn't like it. it. Not, I didn't like it, but like I could see why people would. It, I it read the entire thing, and I don't see why people like it. So. It wasn't terrible, just not for me. Anyway, they both die at the end is good, but it's overrated. They both die at the end only was good in the last fifty pages. But like in the last fifty po- po- pages, it was actually really good. But yeah, it was. Way... I just felt like it was way too rushed. Like. You could see the amount of time that went into writing the book. I just feel like if they had more than one It day... was a well-done book, but we do have um, a recording of They Both Die at the End, a book review of that. Um, we might release that. We might release that. Maybe, maybe not. As Nobody maybe knows. a filler episode. Uh, anyway, but... But it is technically from season one, so... Just don't maybe don't that. listen to that. Maybe don't oh, listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this week, week, we are doing this... Song of Achilles, which mm-hmm. is the third major book talk book. And now, out of all the three that I've read, this is my favorite out of the LGBTQ. Yeah, it was definitely three. the best written book. It's definitely the best written book. Definitely sparks a lot of emotions. The only complaint I had with the book, I thought it was, it was the actual content of Greek mythology. Yeah, the Greek mythology isn't as accurate, but honestly, if you don't really go into Greek mythology, you wouldn't know. I just think I expected something that was a little more Greek mythology accurate because the lady who wrote it literally has a degree in Greek mythology. That's kind of hard to believe, but yeah, it says it on the back of the book, I think. She's a good writer, so we can let that slide. Exactly. That's my only complaint. This book is actually a masterpiece, and I see why it's so popular. I feel like the ending's a bit overrated. The ending is definitely overrated, but I feel like it was a good book overall. At the same time, we kind of knew what was going to happen. Like, if I just bought it off the shelf and I hadn't known that it was the Song of Achilles, I feel like the ending would have hit much harder. I mean, I knew. I mean, we knew. It was predictable, to be honest. That one of them. Mm -hmm. We're not going to say it right now because I really want, like, a drum roll thing before I say it at the end, even though you guys probably already know. But, yeah, I don't know why you're watching this if you haven't read the book. So, don't listen to the podcast if you want to read the book. And if you don't, just listen. We're great. We're like Sparknotes, but funnier. We do use Sparknotes for almost all of our summaries. And like I'm gay. Yeah, how are we supposed to remember everything? Right? Exactly. It doesn't work. Okay. Um, Actually, we do remember a quarter. We, we did a Court of Thorns and Roses in season one. Off that was the top our, of our head. That was our first episode. I thought that was not, that was a pretty solid book review. That was a pretty solid book review. It just wasn't a good podcast episode. Yeah, maybe don't listen to that. But I can't believe the first one we ever did was Akatar. We should have done something cool, but we did Akatar. I think that was just, we both just read that book. That was probably why you could Regret. summarize it from the. Yeah, just, just. Some part of me decided to read Akatar twice. Yeah, that was like weird. 
And that I was like the know. weirdest thing I've ever seen. That was definitely something I did. I was like, why did she do that? Why did you read it twice? Read okay, it twice. It was horrible the first. Okay, it wasn't horrible, but it was just really jarring the first time. In, our, pod, in, our, time. in our episode, we were like, oh my god, this book is amazing. The plot is so creative. And we're like, okay, yeah. it is creative because never in a million years would I have thought of that. But as we started reading, like before that, I had only read like classics and murder mystery. And then that was the first time I really read like a book talk book. You gotta, if you're gonna get TikTok and if you're gonna be on that side of TikTok, you have to read some good old Sarah J. Mass. Yeah, you have to read Sarah J. Mass. And the thing is, even though I'm not a big fan of her writing anyway, it and I don't like the person, it had to be done. It did. But the thing is, I thought it was so creative because I was like, oh my god, fairies, two lands. But it's used but, in like half of the books right? on Book Talk. And I just didn't this even understand that. This is the first that. Book Talk book that we've read. Our opinions definitely have changed. Yes, 100%. Now we're the seasoned veterans to Book Talk books. I hate the word Book Talk. It's so cringy, cliche, but. What else are we supposed to call yeah, it? Yeah, what else are we. That was what I was going to say. Okay, what else are we supposed to call it? Now let's dive into the actual. Um, plot yeah, summary it's been like three of, and a half minutes okay uh the song of achilles now we i'll give a little background information before i think we actually get into it so achilles achilles for those of you who have not heard it relates to the story achilles's heel his mother basically dipped him in the river sticks and the only part she didn't dip was his heel and basically he's an immortal and one of the best and most revered warriors from Greek mythology. Why didn't she just dump him in? I don't know. Okay, my son, time to dip you into this river I found by your ankle. This is a great idea. Mommy, it's a foot fetish. Okay, so now that we have taken that clip from actual Greek mythology, like 100% real. Really? Yeah. Mommy has a foot fetish? I was there. It was said. It was repeated. Okay. It was burned into my skull. Story time. I go to therapy for it. Okay, so now let's talk about the Song of Achilles, the actual book. Let's dive into the novel. Song of Achilles, obviously, is not told from Achilles, because how conceited is that? It's called the Song of Achilles, literally. It's told from the perspective of Achilles' lover, Patroclus. Okay, Patroclus. I don't know if it's Patroclus or Patroclus. I think it's Patroclus. Okay, I'm gonna say Patroclus, but I pronounce it Patroclus. If it's Patroclus, someone kill me. I don't. And someone. (laughs) Okay, Um, Patroclus. There's a bit of a prologue in the beginning, but right off the bat, we can tell that Patroclus has a very nihilistic view at life, and is definitely not a very self-confident person. And the first kind of example of that is a prologue in the beginning, when. Patroclus is nine years old, a young Greek prince born to a very, very strong kingly father. Patroclus isn't really good at archery or, you know, anything that he's seen as has kind of princely qualities. He's seen unquote. as a failure by really the entire area and, and especially his father. He's seen by pathetic as his father, which I always thought it's a very defining character trait. Like you can see. I mean, Patroclus is obviously not a pathetic character as seen in yeah. the rest of the book, but. But. You can tell that his father having a view of him as pathetic. It has a big effect on him. And it definitely impacted him a lot. So let's talk about the prologue because the prologue is going to be important later in the book. When Patroclus is nine years old, his father takes him to Sparta. 
to um there's this woman named helen and she's choosing her husband and you know you're like patroclus is nine he probably looks gangly and he's not very strong which is obvious but he still goes anyways because he has to helen chooses her husband from the suitors and the rest of the men make an oath that they will defend her for life now this doesn't really seem huge but it's definitely important later in the book so make sure to remember that and it's pretty obvious that okay patroclus is not going to get chosen he yeah knows, it's really obvious he's he like, knows his kind of he knows his profile to to the rest of the he's almost embarrassed yeah, everyone's kind of knows what he's like yeah he's still. he's embarrassed he's ashamed but at the same time he's accepted that oh yeah i'm an embarrassing and shameful person which i this think this makes up at least half of his personality and i think a, a big part of this book is him trying to grow out, grow out of that with the help of achilles and yeah okay. it's debatable if he actually did ever grow out of that but i think we'll get to that no, at he, the it's end. gotten better for him it's definitely gotten better but i'm saying fully grown out no yeah exactly that's what i believe but we can talk about that when we finish the summary but um basically patroclus his father's last straw so basically patroclus in his eyes is a useless pathetic prince he can't do anything and then the last straw is when patroclus accidentally kills a boy of noble birth he's not more important than the prince but seeing as the prince is useless and this is going to cause some political commotion his father just exiles him he's so like if i don't he, want you here. if he actually wasn't seen as pathetic he probably wouldn't have been exiled he would have gotten away with it, yeah he definitely. definitely would have gotten away with him um but he exiles him to the kingdom of Phythia. I don't know how to pronounce I, it. We're or, just going to say Phythia for the purpose of this. If it's not Phythia, deepest apologies. Let's just say the kingdom. Yeah, or we can say the kingdom. But you if know, I want to reference it by name, then I'll say Phythia. Okay. Anyway, so there he befriends Achilles, who is King Peleus' son. Peleus. Peleus. Oh, my God. I think it's Peleus. I think it is Peleus. Okay. Patroclus is very resistant to Achilles' friendship at the beginning, and then it totally highlights how he thinks that he's super pathetic because Achilles has made he's a namesake like for himself. Basically, a god. Yeah. So, even being so young, he's basically everything that Patroclus' father wanted him to be. Like even a third of that, Patroclus is like, if I could be a fraction of that kind of man, my father would still love me. So he's like, oh, Achilles, you shouldn't be friends with someone like me. I'll taint you. I'm not good enough to be in your friendship, which I thought was really sad. And right. even a little bit peculiar when I first started reading the novel. Like, the way that his father's words and his actions, I mean, they obviously had an effect on him, but it was that interconnected. It was that much of a psychological effect on him. Mm -hmm. So, but eventually they develop a bond. And this Achilles is when very we persistent. know. It's a lot of Greek mythology novels. They're all tragic a lot of them are so we know that this bond is going to be broken so from this moment on we knew that one of them was going to die. either die or be insanely separated or one of them was going to get married and he was going to be longing like you know something bad is going to happen because in all greek mythology it tells sort of a tale that's why they call it a tragedy. tragedy exactly okay so um yeah, so they develop a bond, and they're kind of sworn together by an oath. So Achilles is sent by to a blood oath. So it's not just like, bro, I'm going to be your best friend forever. I'm going to be your best friend forever. Dap me up. Ooh, do that whole man hug thing. 
dab no they literally have like a blood oath that is my handshake that? that is my handshake by the way at school it's a dap up um like the man hug and a dab and it's all ironic but i feel like it should be unironic because i feel like it's funnier that way this but. is something a fourth grade boy would it's okay dap up man hug Curtis has friends with my brother who is just technically a fourth grade he's a beginning fifth grade boy he was in fourth grade like five days ago or like I don't know. Fine, months. that makes us middle schoolers. Okay. We basically are. Dab, we've I'm been, not. We've been in ninth grade for like what? Dab, I'm not. A week. Dab, it's been like 12 days. That's almost two weeks. I despise you. Dab me up, bro. I'm not going to stop now that I've started. No, I'll try. I'll try. People are going to stop listening because they're like so annoying. How many times do you need to dab in one episode? I actually just ordered shoes and they say dab at the back of them. So, it's really weird. Like, it's not Remind funny. me to never go shopping with you. It's so funny. I, like, customized Converse, and they say dab at the back. But I bought getting... a nice pair of checkered pants. Ooh. <laughs> Converse that say dab at the back. I wanted to buy orange ones, but my mom said that was too summery. So, it's, it's whatever. I'll buy them later. Rinky Auntie has better fashion taste than you. Go away. Nobody asked. Nobody asked you. No one asked what your Converse said. Oh, I did. <laughs> dab. <laughs> see how funny that was that's hilarious <laughs> okay but um basically achilles because he's not getting the training that he needs in the kingdom he is going to be sent to train with chiron 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 who, chiron chiron who has basically trained that this i know the, the best only, of the best the only good thing that came out of the percy jackson movies was that we n- now know how to pronounce chiron yes chiron even though they didn't pronounce like half of things right. So who knows if that's They didn't do right. anything right besides pronounce Chiron. True, 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 true. I agree. But um, so basically he sent him out Pelion to train with Chiron. And he's not technically supposed to take Patch. Pat- but Patroclus. because of that like oath they took, they're like brotherly quote on brother don't say brotherly <laughs> that makes it sound so wrong but they're extremely close and their friendship is so bonded that that, Achil- that patroclus kind of feels compelled to follow him up that mountain even though yeah he, he literally runs up the mountain if anyone's seen attack on titan it kind of reminds me of the ackermans it it's, does it reminds me of that kind of bond except it wasn't that the ackermans were bonded by science whereas these people were bonded by love it's two different things but it's a similar bond. It's a similar concept. Anyways, so Achilles' mother, what's her name again? Um, oh, Thetis. Thetis. Uh, I think I can't Thetis. read, and I'm not wearing my glasses, so let's Your just... glasses are literally right there. I don't want to wear glasses. Oh, anyway... I got my prescription up this week, and I got my glasses, like, two weeks ago. So. My script prescription probably doubled, because I can. I have to wear my glasses and contacts at the same time. To read. My it's eyes kind of, are it's literally kind of dying. Yeah, I went to my doctor... We get so off topic, but I went to my doctor and I was like, hey, my glasses don't work, dude. I literally can't see anything. I sit a row away from the board in class and I can't see anything with my glasses on. And I just got them. You could be like like a professor and have Mm -hmm. one. A monocle. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it's called. And he was like, oh, yeah, your glasses aren't to help you read. They're so you can see shapes. And I was like, what? I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? It means like I can see that that is a circle and that is a square but not like the words on said circle and said square. I was like, how does that help me? What does that do for me? That's just absolutely nothing for me, but it's okay. I mean, I guess 
I, we're getting really off topic. Really anyways. off topic. Sorry. Topic. But so, Thetis really hates. She she does the mommy issues thing. And she hates Achilles and Patroclus' relationship. She doesn't agree with Patroclus, doesn't think it's good enough for her son. Another theme of Patroclus basically being viewed as pathetic by, you know, an basically, older figure. Basically everyone. Exactly, which I thought was really sad. Kind Achilles of reinforced kind that of idea. provided that comfort and yeah, and kind of made him forget that. Oh, everyone sees me as pathetic. And oh, okay, this was this had no build up. I did not see it coming. I, I was did like, not see what is coming. going on. What but one night when they're alone, Patrickles and Achilles, quote unquote, make love. And that I was like, what the nowhere. hell? And then the book just continued on like it never happened, which is yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm in love. Ooh, that's a. I would have liked time. a little bit more build up to sexy that. Sexy time. That was so funny. <laughs> sexy time. Nobody. So cool. It was so cool and fun and hashtag mature, but it, they just did it. And I was like, wait, there was no buildup. I thought this was going to be like a bigger event, but I guess it, it wasn't was like, supposed hey, to be. Because in Greek mythology, people would just like have kids they, and then that would be it. They would just they like would have just a kid like, and go. Right? Yeah. Wake anyway. up, have kid, go breakfast. Like that's the daily routine in Greek mythology. Okay, so... Yeah, I did not see that coming. Anyway. Nobody did. But um, Patrickles and Achilles, after training on their mountain, I feel like that was the best part of the book, them training on the mountain. Him learning medicinal stuff and Achilles learning. I mean, that might have... Brawny stuff. That was one of my favorite parts. Of I, I, I kind of liked it more towards the end. I like the end, but I also like this part. This was this, this really is, good this, part. This is a good part. Um, Patroclus and Achilles are basically eventually called back to the kingdom because, you know, they can't train for the rest of their lives. And, and they learn that Paris of Troy has kidnapped Helen of Sparta. And I'm going to let Uma explain how that's really important and how it relates to the prologue. Uma doesn't want to explain. Okay, so now that we have taken that clip from actual Greek mythology, like 100% real, Really? Yeah. Mommy has a foot fetish? I was there. It was said. It was repeated. Okay. It was burned into my skull. Story time. I go to therapy for it. Okay, so now let's talk about The Song of Achilles, the actual book. Let's dive into the novel. Song of Achilles, obviously, is not told from Achilles, because how conceited is that? It's called The Song of Achilles, literally. It's told from the perspective of Achilles' lover, Patroclus. Okay. Patroclus. I don't know if it's Patroclus or Patroclus. I think it's Patroclus. Okay, I'm going to say Patroclus, but I pronounce it Patroclus. If it's Patroclus, it. someone kill me. I don't And someone. <laughs> okay. Um, Patroclus, there's a bit of a prologue in the beginning, but right off the bat, we can tell that Patroclus has a very nihilistic view at life and is definitely not a very self-confident person. And the first kind of example of that is a prologue in the beginning when... Um, Patroclus is nine years old, a young Greek prince, born to a very, very strong kingly father. Patroclus isn't really good at archery or, you know, anything that he's seen as has kind of princely qualities. He's seen unquote. as a failure by really the entire area, and, and especially his father. He's seen by pathetic as his father, which I always thought it's a very defining character trait. Like, you can see... I mean, Patroclus is obviously not a pathetic character as seen in yeah. the rest of the book, but... but you can tell that his father having a view of him as pathetic it has a big effect on him and it so. definitely impacted him a lot so let's talk about the prologue because the prologue is going to be important later in the book when patroclus is nine years old his father takes him to sparta 
to um there's this woman named helen and she's choosing her husband and you know you're like patroclus is nine he probably looks gangly and he's not very strong which is obvious but he still goes anyways because he has to helen chooses her husband from the suitors and the rest of the men make an oath that they will defend her for life now this doesn't really seem huge but it's definitely important later in the book so make sure to remember that and it's pretty obvious that okay patroclus is not going to get chosen he yeah knows, it's really obvious he's he like, knows his kind of he knows his profile to to the rest of the he's almost embarrassed yeah everyone's kind of knows what he's like yeah he's he's embarrassed he's ashamed but at the same time he's accepted that oh yeah i'm an embarrassing and shameful person which i think this makes up at least half of his personality and i think a a big part of this book is him trying to grow grow out of that with the help of achilles and yeah it's debatable if he actually did ever grow out of that but i think we'll get to that it's gotten better for him it's definitely gotten better but i'm saying fully grown out no yeah exactly that's what i believe but we can talk about that when we finish the summary but um basically patroclus his father's last straw so basically patroclus in his eyes is a useless pathetic prince he can't do anything and then the last straw is when patroclus accidentally kills a boy of noble birth he's not more important than the prince but seeing as the prince is useless and this is going to cause some political commotion his father just exiles him. He's so like, if I don't he, want you here. If he actually wasn't seen as pathetic, he probably wouldn't have been exiled. He would have gotten away with it. Yeah, he definitely. definitely would have gotten away with him. Um, but he exiles him to the kingdom of Phythia. I don't know how to pronounce I, it. We're or, just going to say Phythia for the purpose of this. If it's not Phythia, deepest apologies. Let's just say the kingdom. Yeah, or we can say the kingdom. But you know, if I want to reference it by name, then I'll say Phythia. Okay. Anyway, so there he befriends Achilles, who is King Peleus' son. Peleus. Peleus. Oh, my God. I think it's Peleus. I think it is Peleus. Okay. Patroclus is very resistant to Achilles' friendship at the beginning, and then it totally highlights how he thinks that he's super pathetic because Achilles has made he's a namesake like for himself. He's basically a god. Yeah, so, even being so young, he's basically everything that Patroclus' father wanted him to be. Like, even a third of that, Patroclus is like, if I could be a fraction of that kind of man, my father would still love me. So he's like, oh, Achilles, you shouldn't be friends with someone like me. I'll taint you. I'm not good enough to be in your friendship, which I thought was really sad. And right. even a little bit peculiar when I first started reading the novel. Like, the way that his father's words and his actions, I mean, they obviously had an effect on him, but it was that interconnected. It was that much of a psychological effect on him. Mm-hmm. So, but eventually they develop a bond. And this Achilles is when very we persistent. know. It's a lot of Greek mythology novels. They're all tragic a lot of them are so we know that this bond is going to be broken so from this moment on we knew that one of them was going to either die or be insanely separated or one of them was going to get married and he was going to be longing like you know something bad is going to happen because in all greek mythology it tells sort of a tale that's why they call it a tragedy exactly okay so um yeah, so they develop a bond, and they're kind of sworn together by an oath. So Achilles is sent by to- a blood oath. So it's not just like, bro, I'm going to be your best friend forever. I'm going to be your best friend forever. Dap me up. You do the whole man hug thing. 
dab no they literally have like a blood oath that is my handshake that? that is my handshake by the way at school it's a dap up um like the man hug and a dab and it's all ironic but i feel like it should be unironic because i feel like it's funnier that way this but. is something a fourth grade boy would it's okay dap up man hug parties has friends with my brother who is just technically a fourth grade he's a beginning fifth grade boy he was in fourth grade like five days ago or like I don't know. Fine, that makes us middle schoolers. Okay. We basically are. Dab, I'm not. We've been in ninth grade for like what? Dab, I'm not. A week. Dab, it's been like 12 days. That's almost two weeks. I despise you. Dab me up, bro. I'm not going to stop now that I've started. No, I'll try. I'll try. People are going to stop listening because they're like so annoying. How many times do you need to dab in one episode? I actually just ordered shoes and they say dab at the back of them. So, it's really weird. Like, it's not Remind funny. me to never go shopping with you. It's so funny. I, like, customized Converse, and they say dab at the back. But I bought getting... a nice pair of checkered pants. Ooh. <laughs> Converse that say dab at the back. I wanted to buy orange ones, but my mom said that was too summery. So, it's, it's whatever. I'll buy them later. Rinky Auntie has better fashion taste than you. Go away. Nobody asked. Nobody asked you. No one asked what your Converse said. Oh, I did. <laughs> dab. <laughs> see how funny that was that's hilarious <laughs> okay but um basically achilles because he's not getting the training that he needs in the kingdom he is going to be sent to train with chiron 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 who, chiron chiron who has basically trained that this i know the, the best only, of the best the only good thing that came out of the percy jackson movies was that we n- now know how to pronounce chiron yes chiron even though they didn't pronounce like half of things right, so who knows if that they didn't do right. anything right besides pronounce Chiron. True, 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 true. I agree, but um, so basically he sent him out Pelion to train with Chiron, and he's not technically supposed to take Patch, Patch- but because of that like oath they took, they're like brotherly quote on brother don't say brotherly <laughs> that makes it sound so wrong but they're extremely close and their friendship is so bonded that that, Achil- that patroclus kind of feels compelled to follow him up that mountain even though yeah he's he literally runs up the mountain if anyone's seen attack on titan it kind of reminds me of the ackermans it it's, does it reminds that, me of that kind of bond except it wasn't that the ackermans were bonded by science whereas these people were bonded by love it's two different things but it's a similar bond. It's a similar concept. Anyways, so Achilles' mother, what's her name again? Um, oh, Thetis. Thetis. Uh, I, think I can't Thetis. read, and I'm not wearing my glasses, so let's Your just... Your glasses are literally right. I don't want to wear glasses. Oh, anyway. I got my prescription up this week, and I got my glasses like two weeks ago. So. My script prescription probably doubled, because I can. I have to wear my glasses and contacts at the same time. To read. Mom's it's kind eyes of, are it's literally kind of dying. Yeah, I went to my doctor... We get so off topic, but I went to my doctor and I was like, hey, my glasses don't work, dude. I literally can't see anything. I sit a row away from the board in class and I can't see anything with my glasses on. And I just got them. You could be like like a professor and have Mm -hmm. one. A monocle. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it's called. And he was like, oh, yeah, your glasses aren't to help you read. They're so you can see shapes. And I was like, what? I don't know what that means. What does that even mean? It means like I can see that that is a circle and that is a square but not like the words on said circle and said square. I was like, how does that help me? What does that do for me? That's just absolutely nothing for me, but it's okay. I mean, I guess 
I, we're getting really off topic. Really anyways, off topic. Sorry. Topic. But so, Thetis really hates. She she does the mommy issues thing. And she hates Achilles and Patroclus' relationship. She doesn't agree with Patroclus, doesn't think it's good enough for her son. Another theme of Patroclus basically being viewed as pathetic by, you know, an basically, older figure. Basically everyone. Exactly, which I thought was really sad. Kind Achilles of reinforced kind that of idea. provided that comfort and yeah. And kind of made him forget that, oh, everyone sees me as pathetic. And, oh, okay, this was this had no buildup. I did not see it coming. I, I was did like, not see what is coming. going what on? Happened? But one night, when they're alone, Patroclus and Achilles, quote-unquote, make love. And that I was like, what the nowhere. hell? And then the book just continued on like it never happened, which is Yeah, I was like, ooh, I'm in love. Ooh, that's a I would have liked time. a little bit more buildup to sexy that. Sexy time. That was so funny. <laughs> sexy time. <laughs> Nobody? So cool. It was so cool and fun and hashtag mature, but it, they just did it. And I was like, wait, there was no buildup. I thought this was going to be like a bigger event, but I guess it, it wasn't was like, supposed hey, to be. Because in Greek mythology, people would just like have kids they, and then that would be it. They would just they like would have just a kid like, and go. Right? Yeah. Wake anyway. up, have kid, go breakfast. Like that's the daily routine in Greek mythology. Okay, so... Yeah, I did not see that coming. Anyway. Nobody did. But um, Patroclus and Achilles, after training on their mountain, I feel like that was the best part of the book, them training on the mountain. Him learning medicinal stuff and Achilles learning. I mean, that might have... Brawny stuff. That was one of my favorite parts. Of I, I, I kind of liked it more towards the end. I like the end, but I also like this part. This was this, this really is, good this, part. this is a good part. Um, Patroclus and Achilles are basically eventually called back to the kingdom because, you know, they can't train for the rest of their lives. And, and they learn that Paris of Troy has kidnapped Helen of Sparta. And I'm going to let Uma explain how that's really important and how it relates to the prologue. Uma doesn't want to explain. So Patroclus and Achilles are eventually called back to the kingdom. And there they learn that Paris of Troy has been kidnapped by Helen of Sparta. So if you think back to the prologue, do you, if you remember Helen where uh, Patroclus was kind of sworn to, he was one of her suitors even though he was nine. Yeah, he was sworn to protect Helen, which is a huge deal. Because now even if Helen is in danger and it's like a million years later, he has to go save her. And so that's what now he has to do. he knows that, okay, he's going to be involved in the war. He wants to avoid this at all costs. He does not want to go into the war, but he has to. He's taken one of those oath things that he cannot break, which is so important in Greek mythology. Um, there is a prophecy because, of course, it is Greek mythology. It is Greek mythology. And Greek mythology has a million it's like, prophecies. It's like a plant. You can't have a plant without a seed. You can't have a story without a prophecy. Yeah, that's exactly. really how it works. But um, the prophecy basically says in the war against Troy, Achilles will, even though he is already famed, he will literally become godlike he will be worshipped but, but he will he also, will also die. die and patroclus even though he knows that achilles is super strong and he's confident in achilles strength he still is like i don't want that to happen to I him i know because prophecies are usually they never... usually come true yeah okay and at first achilles being like a smart man doesn't join the fight because who just wants to die like yeah, march right. to their death even if you're godlike it doesn't matter you don't live anymore. And his mom's in on this. Um, she's hiding him on the island of Skyros um, with the king. I cannot pronounce it. Lyco- Lycomedes? Lycomedes. Lycomedes. That's what I said, but I'm not sure. Apology if, if we're pronouncing this incorrectly. Yeah. We don't Okay, so on the island, Achilles basically, he's like, Ooh, I'm a girl. I'm going to be a girl. But he's not very good at it. And um, 
My company's his daughter, Daydama. Remember Grover in this wedding dress? <laughs> Grover in the wedding dress kind of reminds me of Greek mythology. Percy Jackson is literally so good. Greek mythology for dummies at its finest. I love it. You know, but you, there's that like thing that was like blah, 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 blah for dummies. Yeah. This is like Greek mythology for dummies. Like, not this. But Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Okay. So, like, how many is his daughter? Where was I? Daydama? Daydoma. Daydama. Daydemia. We're, we're just going to call her like Comedy's his daughter. Yeah. Like, Comedy's his daughter discovers that Achilles has this disguise and okay this was like I don't know it just like started Achilles the... is kind of like this really hot guy yeah he's know. like fine as like I was gonna say balls but I'm not sure if that's appropriate if that's not appropriate I'll like bleep that out but um basically he marries her and, and they a have a child of course Literally, just of like course they the have room. a child I'm just you know I'm, I'm I'm out here spawning around children while being in hiding because the prophecy says I'm literally gonna die in a couple days and so that was that was fun that, that was, was that was something. great anyway so when Odysseus and Diomedes arrive at Skyros they reveal Achilles's true identity um Ta-da! and then after everybody like, they convince knows. him to go to war and because of that bond that Patroclus has with him he goes too even though I feel like he should have gone in the first place because of Helen, but whatever. Okay, so Achilles and Patroclus join the Greeks and go to war with the Trojans at Troy. So the Greeks are led by Agamemnon, and the Trojans are obviously led by oh, Troy. Oh, okay. There's just there's one thing I said. It was because of like the the bond between Patroclus and Achilles. It's also because of love. I'm just saying. Yeah, we just say the bond, but by bond we mean that blood oath, and we also mean the fact that he's literally like whipped. And he was him. like, I, "I'd rather die." Not whipped, as in like like the violent whip, like, "Ooh, bro, you whipped." That you know, was, somebody that told was, me that's really unfunny. And that's so it's, unfunny. That's a very outdated term. Thank somebody you very told much. me. Somebody told me this week that I had racks on racks, and I didn't know what that meant. What does that mean? Racks on racks means you're affluent. Okay. I was like, thanks. Really? Yeah, I Googled it. I thought racks on racks had something to do with, like, boobs. Yeah, that, started, that was my first thought. <laughs> it doesn't. It was like, bro, you got racks on racks. And I literally like this guy so much, the dude who said do it. Do they know where your parents work or something? I don't know, because I was talking about something. They're like, bro, that's so cool. You got racks on racks. I was like, what does that even what mean? What were you talking about? I was talking about the Greece trip I took this. Uh, not the Greece, the Germany trip I took this summer. Germany, how, how does that make you racks on racks rich. nobody knows but um they were like you, bro you got greece racks on racks. a really great place to, oh my god i didn't go to greece i went to germany switzerland i've been to germany france too. and austria literally eat my dust i've been to three of the above i, mean, huh. I haven't been to switzerland i've been to two of the above okay maybe i'm doing you, like maybe a happy you are, maybe you are racks on racks <laughs> racks on racks eat my racks on racks sir I was, that's a joke, but um, he's like I'm also very that. Pretty. I literally go to Pingree. that. Okay, yeah. Oh, my sister's applying. We have a bag in the car that says Pingree. But um, why? Because she's applying. She went to tour the school yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. I was there. Oh. Which yeah. did she? Did she like hear me and some like people singing? I don't know. I didn't ask. Ask Sara. Okay. Shh. This is not important. But I'll let you guys know. But there's currently this guy whose name is like from the Bible, and he's also super fine. But I'll let you guys know in, like, the next episode this, if anything ever happens. Is this that dude you were talking about to Tina Auntie? Yeah. Okay, whatever. But um, let's keep going. Why are you saying story. this? Anyway. Yeah, we might edit this out if it's too much. <laughs> but um, Achilles obviously wins multiple fights easily. It seems like the prophecy is coming true, which is kind of melancholy. A good thing and a bad thing. You know. Melancholy. Already. But um, 
big girl words. <laughs> Coffee is I just not realized a girl this word. is called Two Bookish Girls. Yeah. It's okay. You're literally misgendering yourself in the title. We're not going to change the title. I like Two Bookish I will girls. just, I don't mind being called a girl. It's one okay. bookish girl and one oh. bookish chameleon. <laughs> chameleon. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the Greeks, uh, when the Greeks raid the Trojans, so basically there's this big raid that's been planned, um, Achilles claims a young girl named Briseis, um, and I don't know how to say attempts. Okay, because Agamemnon is, like, in love with Briseis, even, not in love, but, like, in the love, like, he's literally a pedophile for her. That's gross. Anyway, Which is disgusting, and Agamemnon is one of the Greeks, so he's on their side, and he wants... Greek mythology people love getting married. They love getting married. Anyways, um, (laughs) Achilles... Get morning. Oh, get morning. Get get morning. Get breakfast. Get married. No, but um, I like Briseis a lot. Yeah, I really like this Briseis character, and I think it was important that Patroclus had another friend. And basically, oh my bad, um, Patroclus gets another friend. As those are my glasses. Briseis and Patroclus become close companions, which I love. Shh, I'm trying to do a summary. But that was really cool, and I felt that it was really important for Patroclus to have another friend because he never really understood. Right, the power of having somebody else like Achilles. He looked up to Achilles, and I always thought it was kind of an unhealthy way. Like it was his first yeah. friend, but he got so attached. Like I understand love, but it was definitely worshiping. It was a little bit of worship, so that's why I felt like it's I good feel like for you to branch out. Gave him a middle ground because I felt like when they first met, it was almost like he was taking care of her. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought was cute because for the first time, he felt like. He, he had, like, I don't know. He had some worth, or he could do something besides just sitting there, which I know sounds really rude, but that's how Patroclus felt. I feel like, ooh, Achilles is this big, strong person. I could never be like him, but I'll follow him everywhere. Ooh, but now there's this girl who thinks I'm cool and who I can take care of, so I'm not pathetic and useless like everybody says I am. And I thought that was so important. Not that girls are weak. I'm not that girls are weak, but she's literally, like, rescued from the plunder, and she's much younger than both of them. And, right? Versace was definitely younger. Yeah. Versace was younger than both of them. Uh, probably. Right? Probably. And Patroclus has had a lot of training, which Versace was thought was cool. Like, he's had training in, like, medical stuff. And so it's nice for somebody to kind of look up to him like he has to others. Yeah, which is the big deal for me, I think. Okay, so next, Agamemnon offends the gods by refusing to return the daughter of a priest that he has found. The daughter of a priest... Um, I'm pretty sure that was Briseis, right? It's been a while since we've read the book. Anyway. Yeah, the daughter of the priest was Briseis, and basically Agamemnon offends the gods because he literally is a pedophilic for Briseis. That sounds really nice, but it's really bad. terrible. Okay, so as punishment, the gods send a plague among the Greeks, and Achilles, being the respected person he is, he tries to tell everyone that the reason for this is because of Agamemnon. Like, it's Agamemnon's fault. But Agamemnon, obviously, this was such a this is, this is so testosterone a- moment. Agamemnon kind of sounds like my last name. Oh, people man. like pro- mispronounce it as Menon, Yikes. which is like really weird. No, okay. The thing is, this was such a show of testosterone for me a little bit because Agamemnon, um, what's it called? Violent. Uh, sorry, dishonorably um, embarrasses Achilles in front of his troops, and then Achilles is like, well, I'm not gonna work on you anymore because i'm your superior and then because, i was like that's so manly and i was like 
they're gonna die without him and they're you're they're literally gonna die without you dude but i don't know i mean i guess i know why he did it because agamemnon was corrupt but i try to get agamemnon out instead of just leaving i feel like that was so like ego-y egotistical but i guess it is egotistical yeah but that was the only like super greek mythology um accurate accurate thing and even then it was more about agamemnon refusing to give up Briseis and Agamemnon lying than Achilles' pride. I feel like if they shown Achilles in like a rude and more prideful way, that would have been more Greek mythology. And this is the only time I think it shows that Achilles is like super duper prideful, I guess. Okay, so we're we're nearing the end of the book, which is kind of this like the sad part. Anyway, so as we predicted, people start dying without Achilles because he's a strong warrior. And he literally, you know, he's single-handedly turns the tide of the war. So Patroclus, who is bonded by that blood oath with Achilles, decides to take his place in battle. Which is like, so dumb because you like Patroclus. Him, he, like, he's Patroclus. I mean, I get he's not a pathetic character, but, but in he's this definitely moment, a little bit more pathetic than Achilles. Yeah. Okay. In this moment, we know that fighting isn't Patroclus' strong suit. Yeah. He's really smart. He's into, like, art and medicine and humanities and stuff. But he is not a fighter. I mean, he hasn't been dipped in the river sticks, trained for I that. I don't think he understood in that moment that the prophecy could not really be changed. Yeah, exactly. His death could have been avoided. Not Achilles. Exactly. So, I mean... I understand what he was trying to do, but at the same time, it was so out of desperation. It's obviously out of the desperation that was um, Patroclus' love for Achilles, but it was still, it was slightly pathetic, but it wasn't his thing that was pathetic. It was the love that made him pathetic, if you understand where I'm going. That sounds really emo, but, you know. That sounds so emo. I'm so sorry. But it was kind of the bond between them that made him be that pathetic kind of character again. So... Anyways, so when this, he, out of this, he kind of dies. Yeah, exactly. After killing, a, he actually um, proved himself by killing a really strong Trojan warrior, but then. And died. at that moment, I was so proud. I was like, yeah, go Patroclus. Maybe Achilles will die later, but you know, it doesn't matter. And then Patroclus dies. Yeah, really. Literally right there. He is killed by um, Hector. Hector. So Achilles is pissed and like really stricken with grief. Now I have this theory that while Achilles was the love of Patroclus's life. Patroclus was not the love of Achilles' life. And I think even if Patroclus had lived longer, Achilles would have been the only one. Like you saw Achilles got married, he had children. You can argue that he still loved pa- pa- uh, Patroclus while doing it, but the fact of the matter is he did get married. He did have children. This is like Aramika all over. Yeah, it again. is Aramika. To- <laughs> I mean, it was this, this it was kind of sad because I'm not like, I don't view Patroclus as this, but I feel like pathetic is a really good way to describe how Patrick. It all Patroclus goes back to the prologue. Lived his That's life. That's actually really sad. He stayed with Achilles. He fought for Achilles. He did all of this when Achilles just ran away, when Achilles went and married somebody else, when Achilles hid himself. Like, in a way, it shows you how bad of a person Achilles is. And that's what I think. That was kind of mythology accurate he was more prideful he always it's cared about it's just himself. a big idea that patroclus was pathetic achilles was cunning and better yeah. and somehow even though he was brawny and i she think got the, love, she, she got the main ideas down okay it was it was really great the tie-in at the end that's why i really like this book but 
Um, so he goes back to the war, as we were saying. And kills Hector, because, you know, Hector killed the love of his life. Oh, my God. Not the love of his life. Well, just one of his the, massive loves. The reverse loves. love of his life. I don't know how to say it. One of the massive loves, but not the love of his life. Anyway. He's like, woo, I killed Hector. And then he literally parades his corpse around. He's like, ooh, you see this? Hector is dead. This is his corpse. This is me carrying Hector's corpse around. It's very self-explanatory. And then... Um, King Priam of Troy visits Achilles one night, and he's like, please, I need you to release Hector's body. He's very important to me, and I need him to have a proper funeral. And, and Achilles knows what this grieving is like, so he agrees because of, reluctantly. And I think agrees. his emotion, well, his emotion was a really big part, because I feel like if Achilles hadn't gone through what he did with Patroclus, he would not have he returned have, the body. No. He would have looked at it logically been like, Hmm, why does he really want the body? Even though he's a noble So basically Trojan warrior, what I said two so seconds ago, but in smart people mouths. It's not smart people mouth. I am simplistifying. No, that's not a word. I'm making, I'm putting it into simplistic terms. Okay. 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 And as the war continues, Achilles, of course, like the godlike person he is, he kills, he kills more a bunch of people. and more and more notable Trojans. And then he's killed by Paris, who is... Who are, they are fighting the war against. Um, King's prime son is Paris, by the way, and he had taken Helen, and Paris shoots Achilles with an arrow. Where does he shoot it with an arrow? Oh, who could ever guess? On his heel, Whoa. Achilles' heel. Whoa, that's so crazy. That was really bad. I think that was supposed to be funny, but it kind of just flopped. It's okay. Whatever. So, afterward, remember Achilles and that random girl? I forgot her name. He yeah. had a son. But anyway. Lycotomies is... Um, daughter, they had a son, Pyrrhus. Pyrrhus enters a war, and he rejects the idea of Achilles' ashes being burned aside, Patroclus. I think I think that Achilles being burned alongside Patroclus's, and I feel like they both died for each other. That was, think, like, the big it, thing. I think it makes sense, and even I feel like his mom yeah. thought so, too. Yeah. Like, um, Thetis, however, arranges for a joint burial, which I really liked, because... The way because that this happened is Achilles died for Patroclus, and Patroclus died for Achilles, both thinking either avenging or protecting the other yeah, in their own special way, said. which is idiotic, just a little bit, I think. That's so emo. Some, yeah, that is idiotic. I'm sorry, that is emo. But I'd say the way that they handled it, I mean, it's very it was a nice ending. insanely in love to the point where you're crazy ending. But I guess that is some people's life. So, I mean, I kind of... I understood I where they were coming from. I don't believe in that, but that is great for them. Yeah, I on I understand where they were coming from at that point. So on the whole, uh, Patroclus describes looking at his and we're still. By the way, even after he dies, we're still in Patroclus's point of view, which is kind of interesting. Which is yeah, yeah. like he tells this story of Achilles dying from his point of view in whatever heaven. So like in several Greek mythology stories, they reunite in the underworld. Which is, which is nice. Dead. And that was the whole song of Achilles. I think overall, I would rate this book a solid 8.5 out of 10. And I don't give many books 10 out of 10. Or even 9 out of 10. Unless it's Six of Crows. Actually, Pride and Prejudice is a 10 out of 10. What else is a Crier's War is a 10 out of 10. Notes from the Underground by Dostoevsky. And The First the, Brothers oh, Karamzov by Literally, Crier's War, if anyone hasn't read it. I have Cry, not. Cry. I have to. Crier's War. We will be reviewing Crier's War. As soon as I read it, I'll try to read it sometime soon, and then we'll do Crier's War. But I really like this. The only problem I have with the Book Talk 3 is that none of them 
it's um it's all LGBTQ plus, but it's only MLM. Which which isn't bad. I mean, it's good that they have representation, but I feel like in the big three, there should be one woman loving woman book. Yeah, but something about um, either non-binary yeah, gender or gender. Yeah, exactly. That's. I feel like there's a they're little just, lacking. Just, it's kind of basic. I'm just yeah. gonna say it. It's a little basic. It's a little lacking on the full diversity of the LGBTQ plus community. But I think out of the three, this one is really good. It has a story. It's not super this focused one was on love. Definitely the best one out of the three. Yes. Yeah. I actually really like this book. Despite it being out of the three or just in general. Um, the Song of Achilles was an amazing novel. It had a real a lot of themes. One, Patroclus being pathetic. Achilles mm-hmm. always looking out for himself and showing that love. See, the book itself was a little bit over mediocre, but when you dive deeper, you you, you Yeah, when there's see. deeper themes, it wasn't one of those books that you read and you were shell-shocked. It's when you really go back and think about it. Like, I don't think I even thought about it this deeply until just now when we're doing this summary. Right. Spark Notes helps, too. Look Spark, Spark Notes does help, Spark but Notes it doesn't talk friend. about themes. It does not, it, it but just Spark Notes summary. is your best friend. Yeah, I know. I agree. Because you look at the summary and you have more time to think about the general themes of the novel, which I really liked. Right. And I hope you enjoyed our little thing about Achilles and his Yeah, mom. we tried that for the first time. We might do more. I think it was funny. I think I it was hilarious. I think it was really unfunny. Okay. Well, whatever. Oh, my God. Mommy has a foot fetish. That's what so is... funny. It's not funny. Okay. It's not funny when you just say it out of nowhere, but it's funny in Achilles' point of view. Okay, enough of that. So, okay. this episode was short, but it's the first episode of season two, and we would like to thank you for listening to this week's don't episode. Listen to, don't listen to season one. Don't thank do you. that. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode, though. We'll see you next week on Two Bookish Girls. Thank you. Bye. Bye.